0: never make it through that problem or circumstance, when he says you're not enough, when he tries to remind you of everything you did wrong or all the failed situations in your life, you gotta snatch that fool by the throat. Remind him who you are and whose you are with your foot on his neck. When I say run me my crown, I stand boldly and I look the enemy stare in the eye and I tell him to run me everything he sold from me. Everything that God says is mine. Run it back. My peace, my joy, love overflowing, wisdom, power, purpose. Run it back. Run it back. Run run it back. Run it back.
1: Run run it back. Run it back. Run run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Who you are? Run run it back. Who you are? Run it, run it back.
0: Run it, run it back. <coughs> Look to to at me. Sometimes at I Look at that. Look to that. Look at that. Look at that. I'm the one that. needs to be reminded of who I am. Sometimes I'm the one that needs to be reminded that I'm a child of the Most High King, and I was already born fierce, foxy, and fine. I was born worthy. My daddy owns all of this, and it's time I act like. It. We all go through, right? And in the spirit of sisterhood, I'm sharing my story transparently so that you don't have to carry alone. Don't let the enemy make you believe that isolation is of God. He's a whole fool, sis. Healing happens in community, and sisterhood saved my life. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Rummy My Crown Radio Show. I am Dawana, aka Foxy's baby, and it's my pleasure, my privilege, I'm honored to be here once again. Listen, God is good, y'all. I'm just grateful. Um, and although I know y'all know I'm so used to talking about sisterhood, but where would we be if it wasn't for our brothers? We need we need the protection of our brothers, we need the provision of our brothers, right? Listen. <laughs> I'm excited. It's domestic violence awareness month. And of course, you know, I've been wearing my purple lipstick all month long. We have had an incredible month so far. And I'm just grateful to be here once again to share my story. And this is where it gets good, y'all. I promise y'all, this is where it gets, it gets good. (laughs) So I'm not going to go through the, the full bio, but listen, I got to tell y'all a thing or two about my brother, the one and only, I call him the Rev or the Good Reverend Doctor, <laughs> but he has an incredibly um, special place in my heart um, because he's, he's an integral part in my healing journey. And it really is just a matter of his death. You know, when I think about who he is and who he's been in my life and even in the lives of those that are connected to me, you know, I think about his incredible wife who we actually had on last last week and she's a breast cancer survivor celebrating two years cancer-free. Um, but when I think about all of this, right, the Donald Crutchfield, I think about how important it is for us to one obey God and two to move when he says move.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so as I introduce to some and present to others, this is my brother again, I call him the good reverend doctor. Um but I wanted to read something that was in your bio that really hit me. It says, of course, you know, I mean It's lengthy because, yeah, you've been doing the doggone thing for the kingdom. But when it said Elder Crutchfield, being led by the Spirit of God, founded Second Chance Community Baptist Church in 2010, it is his burden and calling to preach good tidings to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, and proclaim liberty to the captives, as in Isaiah 61.1. He truly believes that the mistreated, hurt, and broken should give God a second chance so that they can be healed, delivered, and set free. Listen, I could go lay right here on the floor right there. I could lay right here in the middle of this floor on that note because of course, when when we actually first met, let's go back. So what was that, 20, 2009, to our very first encounter, and of course I can tell it from my perspective but you know certainly want you to be able to um to share what your thoughts were and how how it looked for you. But I remember um 2009 for those who who don't know Foxy my mother who I I called the original Foxy Brown. I later shot shortened it to just Foxy. Of course I am Foxy's baby. Get it? <laughs> so May of 2009, my mother passed away suddenly. Um, and so as you can imagine, I was heartbroken. I didn't know what to do. I I went into a serious stage of depression. I, I struggled to do simple things like eat. Um, I struggled to do, you know, just to get up and take a shower, you know, to do anything, to be honest. And so... Um, of course, my sister, your wife, Melinda. She and I, you know, we've we've been very tight for many years now. And we were heading to Delaware to a fashion jewelry company that we were both involved in. We were going up with another uh, mutual friend of ours. And here I am in the back seat of that car, minding my business.
1: <laughs>
0: hey. I wasn't bothering nobody, y'all. I was barely breathing. If if we can keep it real. But I'm in the back seat of the car minding my business. And you're on the phone with was it the it was the mutual friend first that you were on the phone with? Mm-hmm. Right? That's correct. And then of course the phone was passed to Melinda. And you and she were having a conversation. And it wasn't even clear at that point that you would be like that was your good thing. Absolutely. But you were just, you know, having a conversation. And
1: then fast forward, boom, what was the moment for you? Well, um, the mutual friend had called me, um, to share, um, to pray for you guys, traveling mercies to Delaware from Maryland. And, um, you know, I get this call, I wake up out of my sleep and somebody wants prayer. So me being, being who I am, we start praying Right. And as we were praying the Lord began to move prophetically and share with me that the person who was driving the vehicle was under a cloud of blessings, even though the young lady who called me never said she was accompanied by anybody. Mm. And so as I shared the prophecy about the clouds of of blessings, from what I understand, you guys pulled into the toll booth and the person in the booth confirmed what I just prophesied. Yep. And then God further shared with me to tell the young lady who called me to get into the back seat because somebody needed a hug, like a hug from their mother, not knowing you was that person and your mom had just passed. Yes. And so that's that's how the connection was made. Baby,
0: (laughs) what a connection it was because I remember, um, literally going into well for one anybody who knows me knows I express everything through tears whether I'm happy sad angry it doesn't matter it's all going to be expressed through tears and so there was a part of me that was so grateful and didn't really understand what was happening but I knew I needed that hug and it was almost like she was She was hugging me because you told her to, right? (laughs) But in essence, God was using her to breathe the life back into me. Wow. Because in that very moment, I was giving up in so many different ways. I was, when I say I was, yeah, I was going through (laughs) in a major way. Um, You know, connected to individuals I had no business being connected to which made it even worse that I had just lost my mother, you know? So it was, it was compounded situations on top of situations. And of course I was then, you know, a mother to, to two small children. I mean, well, they weren't that small, but they were small enough. My youngest daughter would have been eight and my oldest would have been going on 14. So, you know, they they very much still need their mother's care. Absolutely. And how am I effectively and efficiently being their mother if I'm broken and downtrodden and brokenhearted the way I was. And so I remember, um, you know, this mutual friend, just literally she climbed, she didn't get out the car and walk around. She climbed through the seat (laughs) and got into the back seat with me and she held me so tight. And it truly was like, as if, you know, my mother was there again. And ironically enough is if any, you know, people have been following my story long enough, they realize my mother didn't do a lot of lovey-dovey, huggy, kissy, smoochy, all that. It wasn't until the very end of, you know, our journey together that I'd finally gotten her, you know, into saying, I love you. And, you know, giving hugs or taking pictures, um, things of that nature together. And so in that moment, you know, like I said, I just remember it was like nothing else mattered. It was, that hug was everything. So much so that 12 years later, I'm still talking about that hug. Wow. Now I know, you know, we dealing with COVID-19 and we got the vax versus the anti-vax and all that foolishness, but listen, none of that mattered in that moment. There was a moment when I just, I felt the I truly felt the love of my mother, but I also felt the love of God in that moment. And so, of course, you know, we went on about our business. Of course, I still had many trials from that moment on until our second encounter. But even let's, let's fast forward to that encounter because that, <laughs> oh, Jesus, come on here. So... Correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say it was April of 2010.
1: February.
0: It was February. Oh, so it was February. Okay. So again, if you've been following my story long enough, you'll know that February 4th of 2010, um, I was assaulted by my then fiance. And it was a tumultuous journey to say the least. We were four months away from our wedding Um, you know, we had purchased a four bedroom, two and a half bath home. Like we had done all these big things. So the world, it made it look like our relationship was perfect, but at the house, it was far from. And what was crazy about it was that 99% of the time, this, this gentleman was truly a gentleman. He was loving and kind. And, you know, he took care of me, he did all these things. Right. But it was that 1% that he raced all the other 99 wow. that 1% when things didn't maybe just go his way, or there was a disagreement of sorts. And on this day we disagreed about whether to buy pancake mix or waffles. That's how simple it was. It didn't even have to be anything, you know, tremendously broad. It didn't have to be anything intricate. It was just that simple. I wanted to buy waffles because I had an eight year old (laughs) that I didn't want to necessarily have to get up and and make, you know, food for because she was independent in that regard. She could make cereal or waffles or what have you. He wanted pancake mix. I even said, "Okay, let's just go ahead and get the pancake mix. That wasn't good enough. It ended up becoming an assault out on the main highway of um, the area where we lived so of course we fast forward to later that month then i would have come in contact with you and when we first encountered one another we didn't even know who each other were now i knew you were there because of course by this time it's clear that my sister melinda is your good thing (laughs) it's clear by this time so i knew you were there i knew i'd get to meet you that day but we actually met before she had an opportunity to introduce you. Absolutely. And so if we could go back to that moment and you tell you tell me what, what you remember God telling you in that very moment.
1: Well, I, I remember um, we were putting catalogs in our vehicles and I was putting them catalogs in our vehicle, and when I turned, you were losing control of your box, and I wanted to assist you. And I I didn't know, but I always feel like it's a duty of men who profess the name of Jesus to show the world that chivalry is not dead.
0: That's
1: right. It might be on life support, but it's not (laughs) dead. And we have an obligation to show the world that we are men. And when you deal with a godly man, that this is the bar. This is where things are set. You know, um, you don't have to compromise being treated like a queen, being honored Mm -hmm. like a queen. And so um, we, we have to learn to display it often enough that people will understand this is the standard.
0: And indeed I remember I literally, that box was going, it it was going to hit the ground, (laughs) but I remember you literally, and just so seamlessly too, stuck out your arm and caught it. Like it was, it was like a one, two step. (laughs) Was that the Sierra Sierra song one, two step. Like that's really how I went, but boom. And and just like that, in my mind, all I could think was, "Whew!" One, it, it was a you know, it was a relief that I didn't have to now scurry up all these catalogs off the floor. But two, it just it for me was a moment where it was like, "Who God ain't forgot about me? He sees what you're struggling with."
1: Absolutely.
0: And again, not knowing who you were in that moment. I just oh it's just a nice gentleman who you know happened to be there boom I'm thinking you know he just it was a coincidence he happened to be there I'll never see this man again but God bless you thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) and then not only you know a few minutes later to find my sister all excited girl come on let me tell you this is right and I'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's the same man (laughs) the same man that just blessed my life by just simply holding out his hand for me he didn't he didn't ask no questions he didn't try to figure out what was wrong he saw a knee stuck out his hand and boom and so yeah fast forward to that moment when i finally know who you are and um, of course, you know, this is the aftermath of the physical assault and, you know, you're going through the separation of stuff, if you will. And so, um, you know, to bring it, you know, to that current moment, I wasn't telling, like, there was people very close to me, like, my best friend hadn't even known. Like, she got so on me because I hadn't shared... <laughs> what I was dealing with. I literally dealt with this situation for months by myself. Um, one out of pride, two out of fear. Um, and, you know, just maybe being a little bit gullible, you know, wanting it to, to change, believing that it, if I loved him hard enough, it would make a difference. Um, But, you know, obviously you can't love someone into loving you. You can't love someone enough to change who they are at the core, they have to want to change. And so that's, you know, that's the common theme that I'm, I'm always sharing is you, you, you gotta believe them when they show you who they are, you know? And so of course, fast forward now, you know who I am, I know who you are, Melinda had just found out about, you know, this whole domestic situation and I don't know if she shared it with you or if that was another God moment, but you tell me what you remember in that you know in that time frame. Like what happened? Because I remember she called me and she's like, "We got to meet," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay."
1: <laughs> you know, I, I remember um, just um, coming abreast of you just losing your mom. And now this situation is going going on in your life. And I really just wanted to do something. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to help you because see, you said something very significant in your last um, paragraph when you talked about trying to, if you love somebody enough, maybe they'll love you back. Well, what I've discovered is this too many times we're so hung up on the idea of being in love yes. that we look beyond the red flags. We, we look beyond, if I can be um, transparent, we look beyond beyond the bozo characteristics, Come the clownish things, and, 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 and we, we just go along for the ride of thinking we can fix something or this really isn't this or this will change. But the truth of the matter is, um, when Bozo shows you he's a clown, either you can stay and be entertained or you can keep it moving. Now, unfortunately, I just really wanna interject this right here is that if we understand the nature of a clown, a Mm -hmm. clown is designed to distract you while they set up the next segment and most of the time the enemy uses the clown to keep you distracted from boaz and bozo always precedes boaz but nobody's talking about this in the christian community and then we wonder why the divorce rate is higher in the church than it is in the Mm world but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you stay on. Let's stay. on. <laughs> no, Listen,
0: you already know that we let the Holy spirit have his way up in here. <laughs> you
1: you know, it's, 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 it's a, 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 a journey. It's a slippery slope yeah. that the church has been on for so long. We don't understand that God has a structure and a plan. And it's God's design for us to be a family and to be a family component. And when you get uh, the pieces out of alignment, mm-hmm. it, it might work for a little while, but it ultimately ends in divorce and destruction. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, that's why we have to correct the first step. The first step is when you show me who you are, I'm going to believe you the first time, you 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 know, um, it's funny, I, I say this in a joking manner all the time when I counsel people um, when they come to me for uh wanting to be married, is I share with them about, look, don't be, you know, assaulting one another. Don't be putting your hands on each other violently. Because I let them know, I say, listen, I know men, we try to be macho, but I will quickly be like, preacher down, preacher down, hey, no, I'm not having it. My mama didn't birth me for me to be a punching bag. Right. And, and so we have to understand one of the biggest tricks the enemy use on young ladies. If I can say this, the one is this. The enemy always want to break down a woman's esteem because you guys are emotional creatures. That's why even even in your early rearing. It's about your image. It's about your hair. It's about. The color of your skin. It, it's about all of these things to make you feel less than. And mm-hmm. when most men come to abuse you, he starts out normally verbally assaulting who you are before he moved it to the next level of, of, of taking it to a physical. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mentally, he wants to tear your esteem down. He wants you to think that you can't do any better you should be grateful he's even interested in you and 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 there's nothing further from the truth because we know that the word says that you was wonderfully and beautifully made you know we we gotta understand that it doesn't matter when a person say negative things about you it's not what they say it's what god says about you that's right and so you know as you share your situation and how we moved from where you stopped into counseling. Um, my whole thing was, two. I had two objectives in, in meeting with you. Number one, to help you to find your hope again. And secondly, to let you know that this situation didn't define you that you still have purpose on the other side of this. And 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 it's amazing to watch you Dewana, to watch you reclaim your voice, to to watch you see see your story, your testimony. It remind me of a scripture story in the Bible where uh 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 Peter the devil was desiring to sift him as wheat. But the Lord said, "But I pray for you." And he said, and and when you overcome this thing, go back and strengthen your brothers and your sisters. That's what I see you doing because I see that beyond that incident. That's not who you are. That's not what defines you. you. You know, it's so much life on the other side of that. But can I tell you something? Don't ever Um, diminish that because that was such a breakthrough for you to be who you are today.
0: Yeah.
1: You you know, I was sitting here at my desk today and I was in prayer and I was just talking to God and I know you can't see it, but it's a, a large window right here behind the screen. And I was sitting here and God showed me how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at it And and I was looking at it It almost looked so real But I'm just like Ain't no butterflies coming out This time of the year And I'm looking And the next thing I knew The Lord was like Now what did you see? And I was like Well I saw the the caterpillar Coming out of the cocoon And became the butterfly And the Lord said Well you do know That the story didn't really end When the cocoon opened Can I tell you something? What are butterflies known for? Their beauty, their colors. Well, they don't get their beauty and their color until the cocoon scratches their bodies on their way out. And see, you got to understand that it took this situation for you to really scratch some things to show your beauty and shine through. it's, It's amazing, but guess what? The Dewana that was before then, she was the caterpillar who could only see from the grounds perspective. But after she came out to conclude and after she got her beauty and after she found purpose, now Dewana is the author of a book, now she's on platforms, now she's taking her voice and now she's encouraging other women across this country to get their voice and guess what and the biggest thing is and she's given all the credit and all the glory to god all of it and, and, and that, that that that's the thing that's just amazing that that's the that's that's what i see that's amazing because guess what they you have so many obstacles that you could have gave up you, you you know you you could have uh uh any excuse would have did no matter some of the hurtful situations you went through but guess what it took all of those things for you to sit where you're sitting right now you 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 know um a lot of times because my life is so laid back now my wife is constantly making sure i read a book and not spend too much time in front of the tv but i i tell her i say you know sometimes god give me stuff when i'm watching the tv Mm -hmm. And you know the movie, um, The Five Heartbeats, when they they got the gold album and Duck came up to the mic and he said, the guy told him, he said, Duck Matthews, one day you're going to be a great writer after you've suffered enough. And when I was meditating on what the Lord would have me say today, and I was thinking about you, the scripture came to my mind in 1 Peter 5.10 that says, but the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and he'll settle you. So, honey, can I tell you something? Yeah, you went through it, but guess what? God knew it was something down on the inside of you that you hadn't even discovered yet. There was a a, a courageousness on the inside of you that you hadn't even tapped in yet. But guess what, honey? I can promise you that if you think about it right now, I've heard you enough say, you don't even shy away when you see the devil coming. You look him dead in his face and let him (laughs) know not today. Right in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Snatch
0: him by the throat. And it's funny you said that because we we had that moment right before we started. Absolutely. You know, the mic was acting like it didn't want to work. And what did I do?
1: Absolutely. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Because he ain't
0: going to get me off, Frazzle, get my panties in a bunch. For what? You're not going to win.
1: Absolutely.
0: I already know his, you know, his routine. He knows that what, what, what the Lord is fitting to do. how he's going to come through here and change lives. And he wants me to say, oh, no, we're not going to do it today. Listen, if I had to get on here and talk myself, that's what we would have (laughs) did. We would have had you do some silence, something. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, when I I promoted the fact that you were going to be on tonight, I joked and I said, note to self, bring tissues. Wow. And I forgot. I forgot my tissues, but one thing I can say is that the tears that I shed today are tears of just, just gratefulness, just thanksgiving, just knowing that all of what I've given out, you know, because it's, I feel like it's, it's my life's purpose at this point to always be encouraging others, to share my story, to let People know because I know what it's like to be hopeless. I know what it's like to be downtrodden. I know what it's like to be heartbroken and literally in bondage. I know what it's like to need to be set free. And so I'm always doing my best to encourage someone. And it's just so incredibly amazing to me. That, uh, and of course we know, I don't know why I act like, I don't know, like, I don't know who God is. I know who he is. And I know he's strategic and I know mm-hmm. that everything that I give, I'm going to get back and I get it back in abundance. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, Oh, I get one thing and I get one thing. I give one thing and he gives me back 10. He gives me back a hundred, you know, sometimes even more, but to get on here tonight, And think, oh, you know, we're going to share this story. So somebody gets set free. When I tell you I feel another level of freedom tonight.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I feel another level of freedom to where I'm like, you know what? I said I was going to bed after this because I was going to get up early tomorrow. But no, I I think I need to write tonight. Mm -hmm. There's another book that needs to be birthed starting tonight. Just another, just another level of freedom. And one of the things too, that I I often think about is if I hadn't fought for my freedom, because of course, you know, I had to be a willing participant, right? I had to open that door every Tuesday and Thursday when you (laughs) showed up. (laughs) And let's be real, there were many days. That I was like, oh, maybe I could text him and say, I ain't feeling well today. <laughs> Let's reschedule. But the reality is I had, to, I had to fight through it. And I'm so glad I did. Um, and I'm just, you know, again, just tremendously grateful for you saying yes. <laughs> you saying, you know, God said, and here I am. Because again, you know, for anyone who especially lives in the Maryland area, you were traveling from PG County to Anne Arundel County twice a week, not knowing how this was going to play out, you know, what was going to be on the other side of the door, you know, you start digging into people's past, you really don't know what, what's going to pop up. And of course we know there was a lot of stuff that we were able to uncover Because of, you know, your tutelage and me being able to say, okay. But one thing that really um, sticks out to me, well, two things. The first thing is I remember you asking me, Duwana, what do you like to do? And I referenced that a lot. Because it blew my mind that I could not answer you. I legit could not tell you what I like to do. I'm a whole grown woman with two kids, a so-called fiance and all this jazz. And I can't even tell you what I like to do. I can tell you what all of them like to do, but I had completely lost myself. And that was a lot of the problem, you know? And the other thing that, that sticks out to me is if you recall, there was a, a half bathroom by the door, by the front door. Mm-hmm. And we went into that bathroom. And I remember feeling like, what, what, what are we even doing?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just being real. I'm like, you know, cause if I can be a hundred percent transparent, which y'all know me, I'm always transparent. Um, after all it is transparent Tuesday. Right. But in that moment, I was just like, listen, I've been through counseling before. You know, I felt like it was a waste of time, but I was willing to do this just because my, you know, my sister was involved. That was my mindset at at the beginning. I'm going to just do this because, you know, that's rev and. And Melinda and Rev, you know, they got this thing, like that's her, that's her, you know, her husband, like we we knew that this is what it was. So I ain't want to, you know, (laughs) be no cause of any friction or anything. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to just show up. So when it doesn't work, because counseling it is not going to work. But when it doesn't work, you can't say it was my fault because I showed up. That was my mentality. So fast forward every Tuesday and Thursday. So I don't, I don't remember if this was a Tuesday or a Thursday, but I remember we were in the bathroom and you asked me, DeWanna, what do you see when looking in that mirror? And I remember stuttering, like being kind of stumped, like, well, what you mean? What do I see? I mean, come on now. Fine, baby.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and I began sharing all of, all of the physical things that I saw, I began sharing, you know, what I believe to be the beauty of who I am. Even though I was, you know, still, I mean, the the scars were visible at that time here. they they've Mm -hmm. now faded. You can see them a little bit, but they were more visible, of course, at that time. But I remember you saying, well, let me tell you what I see. And when I tell you that moment sticks with me to this day, you name things like you saw loyalty and, you know, faithfulness and devoted. And like you were naming all these things that I was like, oh, he right, I am those things. But how come I didn't think of that? How come I didn't see myself in that way? I only saw what was physical only saw what was tangible, if you will. I didn't see that I was a queen. I didn't see that I was filled with power and purpose. I didn't see that, you know, even though I had been through these struggles, that Christ was still working on me and that I still had a plan and purpose for my life. I didn't see any of this stuff. And granted, I grew up in church. I could, listen, I could recite the word back and forth, but was I living it? Was I able to say that, you know, I was able to really delve into it into a way that I could see it in, in, you know, in progress and in works in my life. Absolutely not. But when I took a moment to step back and see it the way you saw it, and I felt like that was indicative of in that moment, you know, you were my big brother, of course, but it was representative of who God is and how he sees us. Of course he, he, He know he made you fine, girl. (laughs) He know you fine. But that's not who, that's not all of who you are. But when I think of the, the years and really not even just years, I'm talking decades of trauma and conditioning. Like you said, you know, from a little child, Hearing things like you're just like your daddy, even though I just heard you say you don't like my daddy, I just heard you say my daddy ain't ish and he ain't gonna ever be ish. (laughs) So that means if I'm just like him, that means I ain't gonna be ish either, right?
1: Absolutely, you
0: know. Um, I even recall my mother saying, talking about my physical, ain't nobody ever gonna want that. And I went on a journey to prove her wrong. And of course, what did that get me? More heartbreak. You know, and and thank God we were able to you know, to to some get on a path of healing and before she left here, we were in a good place, but just I just remember uncovering so much. I mean, I still I still have all of my journals from those years. I still even have there's this golden ticket that Melinda was writing notes on one day for me because you were, you were pouring into me. And of course the tears were pouring and I couldn't write. She wrote, I still have that. And I refer to it often. And sometimes it still provokes tears because I know where I was back then, but I just, I just want someone to hear this, whether it's, Today in the Facebook or the YouTube live world, or if it's, you know, down the line in one of the podcast platforms, wherever you might be and you hear this and you are right now feeling like you cannot make it. Let me be the first to tell you the devil is a liar. Not only will you make it, but when you do, you're going to bring everything and everyone attached with you. I could have never imagined that because I decided to say yes, finally, right? After I finally got my healing and, and I remember being, and in fact, we'll talk about this next week with my pastor, Pastor Karen will be here. Um, I remember being on the altar and God literally being like, so you ready or you gonna keep playing? <laughs> Like, you know, this is how we talk. I'm like, bruh, like, what you mean? Am I ready for what? Like, I thought this was it. Like, okay. <laughs> and, but I got to that place where I said, okay, yes. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying yes to, Lord, but okay, the answer is yes. I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know, you know, who you're going to send because I can't do this by myself. But the answer is yes. And to look how all of the things that have transpired since. So as you mentioned, becoming an author, um, owning a brand, you know, run me my crown, the movement, Um, you know, being able to lift my voice and, and vowing to never lose my voice again. Knowing that the enemy has been trying to silence me since I was in the womb, knowing that that's exactly who Foxy's baby is the baby in the womb who domestic violence should have taken her out then. But because of God's grace and mercy, I'm still here. And not only have have I been able to, you know, to to step on it, to, you know, to stand on it instead of in it. I'm now able to share my voice publicly, me to share the story. And I mean, share the story, the, the intimate details, the intricate details The shame of it all, the guilt that came along with it, but all of that is no longer. And so, again, wherever you might be when you hear this, I just need you to know that it's not for nothing. And when I tell you God will use every single bit of that pain and hurt that you've gone through, When I tell you it's so crazy to me that even now, just the other day, what day was that? That must have been Sunday. I met a young lady. And when I tell you, every bit of my story was her story. Wow. I didn't even know, like, you know, of course, I'm 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 hearing God tell me to share, and I'm like, okay, here we go again. And, you know, I joke about it, but it's the truth. You know, I'm I'm always amazed. And in this moment, though, this young lady, she just begins pouring. And she don't know me from a can of paint. Literally just met her. She probably don't. Well, maybe she does now. But at the time, she didn't even know my name. She just began pouring her entire story to the fact that she had been in foster care and abused and, you know, she mentioned one person that she, she really believed was the, you know, the person who really helped her to change her thought process and to, to really search for Jesus. And fast forward when she began sharing, I just, I sat there like, wow. When I tell you everything almost everything that she was explaining M- minus the foster care. That was the only thing I didn't experience was the foster care in her story. Almost, but didn't. And for me to be able to look her in the eye and tell her, look at me, I'm everything that you just said, but I've been able to heal from all of those things. And you would never, ever know that I experienced those things if I didn't tell you. You would never, ever know that i had been molested at age seven. You would never know I was physically assaulted by my brother at age 16. You would never know that I was pregnant with my first child at 17, aborted that baby at 18, pregnant again, that baby. Now I'm being beat like my mama was beat when I was pregnant, when she was pregnant with me. Then fast forward to the next relationship. I then get married. Now I'm being assaulted by my then husband. Fast forward. Like, so it was a constant cycle that just wouldn't end. But it's like the meme I saw recently that says domestic violence ran in my family until it ran into me. It had to stop for my children. I couldn't live with knowing that if I didn't make a change today, And I didn't make the choice today that my children were going to have to live with it tomorrow. And so I had to be the one. I had to be the one, you know, to to go through the struggle of being the first. Because when you're the first, like, who do you talk to? You can't get no, you know, no, no advice, at least not in the earthly level. I couldn't go to somebody and say, well, how, you know, in the family, how how does this look? How do I do this? What's the blueprint? I literally had to trust in the Lord. And that's why I don't understand why people don't don't understand (laughs) why I talk about him the way I do. Because I know who he is and I know who he's been throughout this process. And if it wasn't for him, I'd be, I would have been dead. Been dead. Cause that fool been trying to take me out again since I was in my mother's womb. That was my first encounter with domestic violence in my mother's womb. And again, that's who Foxy's baby is. That baby who had no idea that she was predestined. She had to make it. And ironically enough, and, and again, we'll talk about it more next, next week. But I remember my pastor saying the family's often hardest on the deliverer. Mm-hmm. And then it all began to make sense. Why everybody I always seemed to be the black sheep, if you will. I always seem to be different. I always seem to kind of go against the grain. As as much as I tried so hard to be normal, <laughs> normal, <laughs> that's not who he created me to be. He created me to be boisterous, to be bold, you know, to be authentically me. And I just I'm thankful for people like yourself. Um, you know, and, and there's so many, I, I ain't even gonna get into name dropping because there's so many individuals that I've watched over the years who have been authentically themselves. And just by them being themselves, they have given me permission to be myself. You know? No longer wondering, you know, am I okay? Am I good enough? Being afraid of, oh, you know, being afraid of my own shadow, if you will. <laughs> I've definitely had those moments like, what That thing big, wait a minute! but all of that to say I'm just so grateful for people like yourself again who 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 saw me for who God created me to be even when I didn't see it even when I was still still struggling to even have hope in tomorrow let alone have hope in my future but to continue to speak life, to continue to cover me in prayer, to continue to lift me, even when. If I could get to Atlanta, like right now, I'd get there and I'd hug you so tight (laughs) because I'm just grateful. I'm so, so grateful. And um, yeah, I ain't gonna start crying again because you know, I, I will because I mean that from the bottom of my heart, just thinking about where I could have been.
1: You know, if, if I can just interject this quickly, um, when we were counseling, I understood that I could not counsel you according to the textbook because you were a different breed. And you just mm-hmm. said you spent your whole life trying to fit in. And you read my a part of my bio about giving God a second chance. See, those people that need to give God a second chance, they're not meant to fit in. They're meant mm-hmm. to stand out. And that's why it's funny because I knew that I could not counsel you through the textbook, I remember. I remember one time in your counseling when I asked you, "Have you had your funeral yet?" Mm. Yep. And you was like, "What?" <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "No, seriously, have you had your funeral yet? Because as long as you haven't had that funeral, you're gonna keep reliving this thing." Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's funny because the one, even as we sit here tonight and talk. How many of your listening audience is living this thing and don't understand that there is a way out? Mm-hmm. There is somebody who understand and, and the beauty of it is if they do the work, if they go through it, they can come out not looking like what they've been through. You know, um, I sit here and this is Domestic Violence Month and how many people won't pick up the phone to have the conversation. How many people will continue to hide in the shame and the pain instead of saying, wait a minute, enough is enough? Yeah. You, you, you know, um, I always strive to be the person that if you need a listening ear, sounding board. Let's pray about this thing. Let's talk about this thing. Let's examine it. It's it's amazing to me how people think that you can move on from a situation without ever addressing it. Yeah. You you, you know, and and, and I believe even though you got your healing, but I believe you would have never been healed if you didn't go through the counseling you had there, there was things that you had to address things that you had suppressed things that you had forgotten about but 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 we don't understand that it's those things that shape our mentality and how mm-hmm. we think and how we respond how we interact with things
0: yeah
1: and so you know tonight i just before you close this um thing i just want to make sure that people understand that there is someone that you can call. There is someone that you can reach out to because domestic violence is real. And you know, sin is, sin is progressive. It's just almost like drugs. Marijuana is an introductory drug. Well, most of the time in domestic violence, um, tearing down someone's self-esteem is the introductory. Mm-hmm. And we gotta understand when people are saying snide things and 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 terrible comments, we can't tolerate that because guess what? Eventually it'll go to the next level. Yep. And we have to understand that we serve a God. You you know, um even as I sat here and listen to you share your story, you you have gotten to that place where you understand that God has been that great deliverer for you that he brought you out in spite of you, brought you mm-hmm. out sometimes crying and screaming. He still kept pulling on you even when you wasn't fully committed. Yes. You, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I say we got to give God another chance because listen, in spite of whatever you've been through, the fact that God still wake you up in the morning and you're breathing, your purpose is not fulfilled. Your assignment is not completed. And this is 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 maybe this is that pivotal moment in your life. But if you just talk to the right person and it's so funny because just like you said. Yeah, I'm just opening the door because this is my sister's um, <laughs> husband. I, I I I mean, counseling ain't gonna work. I already wrote it off. But the thing was, it's so funny you be, you had already been through counseling, and that's how come I had to always keep coming from left field. I had to always give you an assignment that yes. was on the book, so you could be like, "Well, where he going with this?"
0: <laughs>
1: yes, you you see what I'm saying? Because guess mm-hmm. what even you just had I tried to stay in the books it would have been another epic fail yeah but the, but the thing is it was it was more than just the domestic violence piece. you know you're, you're, you even you know it does something to you mentally and I, I remember when we did one of our assignments where we um did an outside counsel remember that mm-hmm. yep and and I, you know, and we we talked about uh how you presented yourself and how you interacted. Because again, that was the thing to show you the growth in this thing doesn't have me like the hole yeah. it once had on me. Yeah, you you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because one thing I say all the time if you hit anything hard enough, if it see anything like that, it'll flinch. But when I saw you, cause you was really, you had morphed into a hermit. You was just really trying to stay home in the gym. You know, if you had to go to the grocery store to get Asia something to eat, okay, God, I'll do it. But you really wasn't out, you wasn't really going out. But you know, I said, I gotta get her back out into the world, baby steps, but she gotta move. The thing is, it's, I, I'm telling you, I feel that somebody right now is stuck. And the thing is, wanna you can be stuck and look like you got it all together.
0: How about it?
1: You, you know, it's some people from the outside, they look like they got it all together. But guess what? Just like when you were standing in front of that mirror telling me all this physical stuff. And I was standing there. I remember standing there that day saying to myself, man, wait till about 20 more years when gravity catch up with the one." (laughs) What's she going to say on her list now? What's going to be on her list? (laughs) The thing is, all of those things I was able to say, they're not going to fade. They're not going to pass away. Yeah. You you see what I'm saying? And, and, And the thing I just wanted you to see just a little bit deeper than the surface That it was so much more to you. There's so much more purpose into you. There's purpose in you right now that you haven't even tapped into. And you know what? It's so funny. How many people have wrote you off and God has now put you in position that even when your assignment is over, your legacy will live on. Come on, Jesus. See, because that's what the devil do. The mm-hmm. devil will write you off. The devil will tell you, just like you say, you ain't much. You ain't going to amount to much. Your legacy and your lineage you come from don't go that far. But guess what? They never thought you would take it this far, but you yeah. still here.
0: Yeah.
1: Can, I, can I be honest? And I ain't trying to hit you with no pun, but guess what? He hit you with his best shot and you still here. <laughs> Yes. Guess what? He didn't silence you. He didn't take your voice from you. And guess what? Just like you say, okay, you got the scar, but you can't tell me you ain't fabulous with the scar. Fabulous, baby. You heard it. You you, you see what I'm saying? We got to know whose we are and who we are. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not just your voice, but it's the confidence in your voice. not the confidence in self, but the confidence in the God that delivered you, the God that brought you out. And see, as I sit here tonight and talk to you and share with you, you know, like you said, it's been a minute since me and you really talked. now, since we in Atlanta and you up there now, it's like, you know, we hit each other for the birthdays or whatever. But guess what? That same God that we used to couldn't, stop talking about on the parking lots if we ran into each other at the grocery store. Yes, He's still the same God. And you know what? When he put his hands on you, Duana, nobody can't beat that out of you. Nobody can silence that. You, You know, when you know that you know a thing and one thing that I know with the sure you you encourage me tonight to know that guess what? This message of hope that I carry, this gospel that I carry, look at the life that it impacted. You you know, not not that it make me feel good, but it makes my father feel good yes. because guess what? The devil really desired to destroy you. And, and, and think about this, Duana. It wasn't just the physical scar. Because look at the mark it would have left on your child.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: But do you understand when God brought you out? Not only did he bring you out for you, he brought you out. So your daughters that's looking up to you can say, wait a minute. My mommy say, uh-uh, you draw the line right here. This, 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 this is not no queen, queen behavior. This ain't something a queen endures you know i i I just i am so amazed the that just like you said 12 years ago it was a different um day but the same topic but the pain that you felt then is now part of your strength yes and and you you just gotta just continue to share your message don't take down let the enemy know if that's all you got you in trouble you, you, you know, I mean, you have encouraged me. I'm so proud of what you're doing on these platforms because the world need to hear in the midst of everything that's going on, the world needs to hear that, hey, I too can overcome. yeah And so, you know, tonight I salute you, but I, I pray that somebody will either reach out to one of your platforms if they need somebody to talk to um, if they need somebody to point them in the right directions, because the one, um, this is domestic violence is something you cannot just overcome by yourself. You yeah. just can't, you it, can. it, it's, it's, because number one, you got to learn how to release it, and you can't release with in- internalizing.
0: That's right.
1: You you see what I'm saying, and so therefore, I I, I just just applaud you for, um picking up your armor and your badge and your assignment and and marching with it. I I applaud you for it because you are a a shining beacon that the world needs to see because guess what? Truly God is able to do it for you and he's able to do it for others. This is a blessing. It really is.
0: Now I got me snot nose the whole show, Rev. (laughs) But indeed, it has truly been a pleasure. I know we went over just a bit and I really appreciate those of you who were able to, you know, stick and stay. Um, We usually try to keep it to an hour just, you know, to to respect your time. But, you know, when the Holy Spirit go, I let him go. And I'm just, you know, I, I, I can't say how grateful I am enough for who you are, who you've been, who you will continue to be in my life and to see the hand of God on you and how, you know, he continues to move in and through you. You know, I ain't going to get into it, but just to see you in the life of my sister is so encouraging to me, especially as a single woman um, who has really lost faith in the dating world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> maybe I'm supposed to just be single. Okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'm gonna just go ahead and focus over here. <laughs> but, um, but no, seriously, I'm I'm truly grateful to say that I I have a living with, like, I can say I can point to you and say, I saw it done. You can't tell me it, it can't be done because I saw it. I saw how you courted her. I saw how you honored her. I saw how you you didn't ask her for nothing. You know, I saw how you've always been a king and you've always walked in that. And that you've always been a godly man. And that, you know, you didn't, you didn't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You didn't compromise. And so you didn't expect her to either. You know, and so to see y'all now getting ready to go on what, year eleven.
1: Yes.
0: yes. Proof that it can be done if you do it the right way. And so, yeah, to think that it all started with someone calling for prayer.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. I tell her all the time, want to um, I just wanted to meet her because God had never just spoke about somebody to me about prophesying over them. And I don't even know this person,
0: right. you know, I,
1: I wanted to know who is this person? God is talking about. It's a cloud of blessings over them. Who is this? And so, and when I met her, she was just so cool. Hey, how you doing? My brother, God bless you. Ain't right. give you the name, the number, nothing. Peace. You know, I'm just like, all right, cool. You know, but I mean, God, just, it was just something, it was a divine attraction. And, it, and this has been an amazing journey. Amazing
0: indeed, indeed. And again you know like I tell you all the time I'm just grateful that you are who you are To her and that she Is who she is to you I love y'all with my whole self And um, I'm just grateful you know of course to have her On last week along with two other Breast cancer survivors And um, of course having you This week like it's Listen October is lit As the young folks say <laughs> And we're going to actually end the month out next week with my, my mama, my spiritual mama, um, my pastor, Pastor Karen. I'm just excited. Like when I say like the two of y'all have truly tag teamed into helping me to become the woman that God was calling me all along to be. And so I'm um, definitely grateful for your time tonight. Um, I true. Yeah, I, like I said, I can't wait till this COVID thing get under wraps so I can come and hug you for real in real life, because it's only been forever. Yeah. Um, but as long as we have all this good, good technology, at least I can get to see your face. And so I thank you again. Is there anything you wanted to to maybe leave with the people today?
1: Well, you know, I, first of all, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to come and share on this platform. And, you know, if if I had to leave something, I would just leave this real um, quick um, message that I saw today. I found this to be an amazing um, statement. Life is for living. You got to live. I don't care what you're going through or what you've gone through or will go through. If you are still living, you got to live.
0: Yes. And we're going to drop the mic right there. You got to live.
1: You got so it. You heard
0: it. You heard it straight from the rev's mouth. You have got to live, man. If only you was right here in Maryland, still, I'd be right there. <laughs> be scared, you know me coming around the corner on two <laughs> But when you get off of this live, what I would ask that you would do is that you go in there, you find my sister, and you hug her tight for me. Absolutely. Tell her how much I love her. And I know she's going to hug you right back so tight. Absolutely. (laughs) I truly, truly love y'all. I appreciate you spending time tonight. I appreciate you just being who you've been. And you've always been that consistent brother. You've always been that voice of reason. You know, you call with the word. You can get me laughing and in tears at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just grateful. So until next week when we're back here Tuesday... 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Rummy My Crown Radio Show. I appreciate each and every one of you for wherever you might be checking in, whether it's in the radio listening world, the podcast world, or even Facebook or YouTube Live, or even the replay. We truly appreciate you. I hope that you've been blessed as much as we have. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Swooches.